love y'all, man. I, I'm gonna let y'all know I'm about to go to the chapel after this. So if you're at the chapel tonight, hit me up. I'm hitting that uh family not group, even though a lot of y'all are trying to get your money's worth if you're going. But yeah. I'm out, y'all. Peace. And I'm out. Peace. And I'm out. Peace. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hurry. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like digging for crates? Have y'all been to a bar he came home with me we took like these tongs and put a plastic bag over him and tried to like use them and then open them up and get him in there and it wasn't working and I was crying and crying and crying it's like four in the morning and I'm like I'm gonna have to go to the hospital and they're gonna reach inside me and they're gonna pull out this thing no they're gonna and cut it out of you no 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 it was just a thing oh yes they it. will they'll cut it out of you oh, okay so I watched a video of this the other day this German guy got a dildo stuck inside of him that was no joke 16 inches long and six inches across not circumference uh diameter but that's in your butt that's not in like your like my they had to cut it out of him i watched the video where they were cutting it out of him yeah but it wasn't like inside my uterus up against my cervix so it's actually pretty close okay so anyways the alarm goes up at 6 30 in the morning and i'm thinking about going to the hospital and i'm like i'm gonna try one more time so i get in my bathroom and i'm standing on the tub and i'm holding on to the like the bar and i'm like pushing pushing like as if i'm having a baby and i'm trying to get this thing out of my body and i yell Aaron, Aaron, come help, blah, blah, blah. So he gets behind me in the Shout bathtub. Shout out, Aaron. Shout out, Aaron Barrett. Drummer, comedian, Aaron Barrett. He gets in the bathtub, and he reaches into my vagina, and he pulls this thing out, and all this blood goes everywhere, all over him, all over the whole bathroom. I actually left some on the ceiling so that I can remember what love is really like. But he actually pulled this. It was, it was insane. It was like 24 hours oh, of shit. period blood all everywhere, and it was like... Anyway. The motion that you did to describe Aaron reaching up into your twat <laughs> was a full hand. Is that what it was really well, like? It was a little, full, it was she's thing. making a full hand he motion. To, I, I mean, how else do and you? And Pam's got little hands, but Aaron Barrett does not. He does not have. He's a fucking drummer. I was, but I was like, I was. Oh, she could push. I got it out, and and I survived. I didn't have to go to the hospital. So don't shove shit up don't your butt. Shove, shove it up your pussy. Because it won't go anywhere.
Um, Dead air, two coffee sips at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that's terrible, terrible. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, I tried so to beat you to that. You have to, do a, you have to do a favor for me. I have this audition tape I'm supposed to send within the next week, and it's supposed to be a minute and 30 seconds long of, like, a joke with an outfit, like how I present myself, which is what I'm wearing. Obviously, this is how I present myself on stage. Um, and I have to send it in. It's for, like, this audition thing. So I figured there's twice tonight where you might be there that you could film me if you're willing. And then tomorrow at our show on stage, I'm going to do – it's just one joke. It's, I'm going to do my tree pants joke. So all you have to do is record my tree pants joke. Will you do your half. tree pants joke right now? Okay, yes. So I stand up on stage. Uh, you know, in San Francisco, we have some very specific hygiene issues. I don't know if you know about them. I, I found this pair of pants in a tree in the mission. These are tree pants. That's a thing. Uh, my hygiene question is, if my tree pants don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No. Uh, I... I uh, I've been wearing these for eight days, and now they kind of smell <laughs> like my pee, but I, I like it a little. Uh, San Francisco hygiene question number two. If you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you Oh, that's a good question. Heroin? That's a great question. Well, but oh, after, after, you you've, after you've been slamming heroin. After you've been do you slamming heroin. So that's the, do you leave the toilet seat up or down? Pause. After you've been slamming heroin. Uh, more of an etiquette. Pause for laughter. More of an etiquette question, uh, really. Hygiene question number three. Lowering your carbon footprint. Sometimes I use the same teepee to wipe my nose, or if I'm going number two, and I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex. Which kind of herpes simplex? Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. Way more complicated location, than it sounds. Location, location. Yeah. Don't live in the tenderloin. And then I say, oh, you know, I, I, that's what I really love about feminism is that uh, you know, women burn bras and, and read books so that I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yes. And then I finish with, incidentally, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. Meaty. And that's a minute and a half. That's exactly a minute and a half, and that's what they want, and I'm going to sell it. Obviously, I'm losing selling it right here, but, and I'll sell it, and I'll have my little boy. And that, just that one joke. You know what my favorite part of the uh, hand grenade into a deli part is? Mm -hmm. Is that you have to do a lot of work to actually see your butthole. Your butthole's <laughs> in a place where you really can't see it unless you're really trying. You're making a point to see your butthole, especially <laughs> as a man. Because as a man, you can't just sit down in front of a full-length mirror and spread your cheeks and look at your butthole. You have to, A, balance yourself with one hand behind yourself. And then with the other hand, you have to lift up your balls. Because <laughs> your balls are like a little butthole flap. You, could peep, you can't peek over your shoulder? No, you can't peek over. Can you? <laughs> you can see the actual outer rim of your butthole when you, if you peek over your shoulder well, and look down in it. Well, you kind of pull some things apart and stuff. But you can see it from, I can't do that. Maybe I'm not flexible enough. Oh, no. So no, the, the mirror is... The original point to that joke, that joke used to be a lot longer, but it started with, like, I talked about, oh, some guy asked me what was my least favorite body part, and I'm like, um, that's a stupid question to ask a woman, and I was like, oh, is it my bye-bye arms? You know, this wave, and this part goes bye-bye, or, you know, I'm like, I used to... I don't mind the rest of my body, bye -bye but the one arms. part, I don't like getting banged from behind because I hate my butthole. That's where that all... It was a long, 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 long joke that ended with my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade to a deli, and I just cut all the rest of it. Like, it was like this 45, it was 34 second lead up to the joke, which was good at the end and stood on its own. So I chopped the rest of it out. It was just unnecessary prattle about body issues. And buttholes. Right. Well, no, it's different when you're a girl because oftentimes you get banged from behind and you're like, oh my God, they're totally looking at my butthole. Oh, every time. It's right. Like, just and it's like terrible little, uh... if you don't like the way your butthole looks. It's like, oh my God, I'm looking at Well, butthole. here's a point. Don't look at your butthole, ladies. Don't. 
And then you'll never have that problem. And you'll make your man very happy because men like to look at buttholes when they're banging from behind. No, it's bad. It's yucky and scary. I'm going to try to drink this again. Okay. Talk through this. Speaking of heroin, I've only, I've only tried heroin one time. The rest of the time, I liked it a lot. That's been done before, right? I don't know. I, just don't, I didn't understand it. I've tried heroin once. The rest of the time, I wasn't trying it. That's oh, another oh way of I wasn't it. trying. I get it. The rest of the time I wasn't trying. Yeah. I was just doing it. I was I just get doing it. it. Right. Okay, now I get it. Um, one time I did fentanyl. On purpose? Well, years and years and years ago, my ex-husband's father, my ex, my, he wasn't, he was never my ex-father-in-law. He was my father-in-law and then he died. Um, but on his deathbed, he willed me all of his drugs. So... Get out, he willed you? Yeah. Is so, that a thing you can do in court? Well, like he, so he told my ex-husband, Keith, he said, hey, you should take all these drugs to Pam because there were originally 60 Marinol pills. I don't know, you're probably too young. Marinol was the synthetic um, cannabinoid that they made in the early thousands to, for people that had cancer. Oh. There were these little orange pills, and they were amazing, but it was a synthetic cannabinoid. and they like, the sh- like, a, like spice, almost? No, it was called... It was it was called Marinol. It was just it was a. Uh, well, you know what you know what spice is. It's. I thought it that was like um, fake marijuana. That it is. Like, it's yeah. synthetic ca- cannabinoids. Right. Well, I don't, well, this stuff was like pharmaceutical grade. Yeah, it fucks marinol. you up. It's like four hundred times stronger than weed. So fun. I took them all in um, Hawaii. And it but was it's amazing. like it's like bath salts. It's a totally different drug. Well, it was oral. We didn't smoke it. It was these yeah. little orange pills, and they were amazing. And they were giving them to cancer patients. So Probably I could have figured out how to smoke it, right? So come on. N- not all, okay. I, they were good in their original form. So he gave me 59 of those, but then he also gave me 12 75 milligram fentanyl patches. And what year was this? 2006. Fentanyl back then? Mm-hmm. Wow. For cancer patients. He was dying of liver cancer and he was a big guy, so 75 milligrams. So I was like, well, I'm not <laughs> stupid. His dying wish was to make Pam an addict. Well, no. That's it was, it was fine. So he, I had these, these um, fentanyl patches and I was like, I'm no dummy. So. I knew that 75 milligrams was too much, so I scored the patch so it would only be 25 milligrams because it's transdermal. And so I put that on, and I had it on for like, it turned out to be a 52-hour trip, but after the first day and a half, I had to rip it off because I was getting sick. I was throwing up. I was trying to throw this dinner party. I was so out of it. I couldn't like do a Winnie the Pooh word search. I just wanted to touch my cat all the time. I was just like, oh, I hated it. I didn't like it. And, I, and then I told my husband, he was like, what's been wrong with you this weekend? And I was like, I took a fentanyl patch. And he's like, you're insane. And I was like, so you know. your dad gave it to me. Your dad gave it. But the, the moral of the story is that I'll never be an opiate addict because I hated that shit. Yeah, I it's like, like N- it Nicole Turley's joke on, about uh, smoking, doing I, heroin. She's like, I just threw I don't need, I didn't. She's like, I just threw up the whole time. Yeah, I didn't I like it. But I don't remember what I, it is, I just, I would, fucking didn't like it. I, ne- I said I'd never be, a, I'll never be an opiate addict. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so there was I love drug. opiates. Uh, opiates, uh, there's a weird thing. Some people hate them. Like my mom hate? hates them. She sees bats on the walls. Yeah, I get crawling with ants and stuff like yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, oh, I stuff. just felt extremely relaxed. And also, if anyone spoke to me, I would yell at them. I'm an asshole. That's I'm an cool. asshole on opiates. Um, mm. The other thing they gave he gave me was this uh, pharmaceutical grade cocaine. So what they would do is because he was in so much pain, they'd put him on fentanyl, but he'd be sleeping all the time. But they give you this pharmaceutical cocaine in pill form Holy that you shit. take so that you can be awake for the two to four hours of people visiting. Yeah, that's why cocaine's not Schedule 1. is because there are actual uses for it. So 
there were these pills that, and I can't remember what they were called either, but I got those too, and those were amazing. They were crazy. It was like... Were they like Adderalls or like? No, they were... They were like super uppers, but not meth. They were... I, I just... Jittery? Nope. I felt like it was pharmaceutical-grade uh. cocaine. It was like just being awake and clear and feeling good and i had like 30 of those oh those were great oh my god so that was the stuff he gave me on his deathbed so that's why i tried that's fentanyl. amazing we used to have this stuff in college that was indistinguishable from cocaine when you crushed it up and snorted it it was called focalin and it was amazing i convinced my doctor to give me a prescription for it and I lasted two months on it where I was like, you can never give me this again. Even if I say I want it, don't give it to me. You look like you're related to the Culkin family. Like like you're the Culkin, young, yeah. you know, like all the, all the Culkins. Do I have bags under my eyes right now? No. It's weird. Sometimes neither. when I sleep a lot, I get bags under my eyes. Like if I sleep 12 hours, I'll wake up looking at it. Like I... You could sleep 12 hours. That's impressive. Yeah. Only if Just I don't drink, over. though. Oh. Can't do... If I drink, I'll wake Reverse up. Reverse insomnia. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a thing. You wake just up early in the morning, can't go back to sleep. Yeah. Fucking sucks. Now I don't have anything. I, it, it, it's a new joke that I have though that um, I I still do. I'm I've been sober for 15 days and I still do and say stupid and dumb, embarrassing things. Just now I remember it. <laughs> How's that going? How's sobriety? Well, no, it's great. It's fine. But it's it's exactly the same. It's I'm no different as as a person. I still but it's just now I remember everything I do, which is not as fun. A little bit more like oh, but it's me. I'm the one doing it. But you it. still have those uh, moments. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't have anything to do with alcohol. I'm totally not an alcoholic. I'm. No, I know you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you just got an eating problem. I've just got to eat. You don't need enough. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been really good. I've been like taking peanut butter pretzels with me everywhere I go, and I've been, I have beef jerky, and I'm like eating, and I'm trying really hard. So, trying really hard, and I'm gonna wait until, um. When I start drinking again, I'm, I'm going to, I still have to eat 1,500 calories a day. I'm going to force myself. No more of this, like, beer has too many calories bullshit. If I, if I want to drink beer and it has more calories, then I have to fucking work out or something and not be such a lazy bitch. And be like, <laughs> or I should just not have body dysmorphia. And then it would be or you could just try opiates. <laughs> well, then I wouldn't care about anything. <laughs> and it's like it's true then nothing one does matters. not one does not care about anything when they're on opiates so what are we going to do tomorrow at Vizima huh I don't know I don't know either normally when I, I don't know what I'm going to do I just take my clothes off <laughs> thank god <laughs> no preparing there's no preparing anymore it's 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 free to look but touching is going to cost you <laughs> Yeah. Five dollars like at, at the door. Well, it's a free show, but yeah, we're gonna pass a hat around. Maybe, maybe how that's deep, what we'll do. How you deep is the hat off. gonna be? We I, should find the largest top hat we can. Well, maybe we should just bring for the, the the implication of it. Maybe we should bring <laughs> the ugly fur hat, the dead the dead animal hat from behind us. No, there. it's too. It's not. We need something firm like a top hat, okay. like Ernest's top hat. Well, who had a top hat? Was it Lizzie Stanton that had a top hat? No, did you have sex with Lizzie Stanton? No, I never had sex with Lizzie Stanton. Just curious. I know, I know one comedian that then did though. Oh, yeah. She convinced me to to send a 
uh, a rapey text to Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, and then you apologize for it right and after. That was in the beginning of so of much. I was like, I'm so sorry. I have I have boundary issues. I have so <laughs> many boundary issues. Bad. She's you know she's not allowed in the country anymore. Yeah, you can't make money without paying taxes in this country without a visa, a work visa. You could apply for a. You could apply for a work visa as a comedian, I suppose. Well, I was trying to tell her to apply for a work visa not as a comedian. Just work oh, at yeah, fucking Starbucks like and just yeah. do your shit at night like the rest of us do. Yeah, um, exactly. She doesn't want to do that. Work at Starbucks. She could get some other job. She doesn't have to work at Starbucks. Uh, have to be bottom of the barrel. <laughs> not that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope she makes it. I really hope. I really hope she makes it because she has her will is so strong. And she doesn't this. give like, a shit, which is a good thing to have. She honestly doesn't. She lo- looks at an audience and goes like, "I'm gonna do my jokes anyways." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people, well, she did stuff here, and she had really good shows because people got it. They got that she was telling jokes, and even when she was telling jokes, some people were like, "Is she telling jokes?" Like, she says some like weird. Really edgy, semi hacky, but it is. It's all semi hacky, but like, but it's there so are jokes, aggressive. and that's and it's better than not. It's better than not telling jokes. And if in the beginning you can tell a joke and you can make your jokes better, like some people I've seen that they go up and they don't tell jokes. There's no right, jokes in there. They just sure. they just talk and they. Do you like that? Have I, you hate anyone do I hate it. Well? I hate it. I don't think that anyone can get a start just talking. Like you, like there has to be some joke in it right right yeah you can't just be joe rogan or whatever it took him a long time to be able to just say whatever the fuck he wanted well joe rogan he does it differently he he'll write out like a funny concept he'll do like he'll like write pages on it i know because i listen to his podcast but he'll he'll write something out in long form and then just condense it and condense it and condense it until it it is in joke form i mean because he does funny voices and stuff sure he's done all kinds i think he tells jokes well, like with the punchline, like what's the definition of a joke? I mean, that's that's true that's too. I th- say like some weird. One of my jokes is, um, uh, how many how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, cats, cats. Like yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> what's a punchline? Why is it? I mean, they're just you're just saying words in the specific order, and sometimes they sound funny, and sometimes they don't. I mean, I actually I should do cats, cats, cats as a callback because. I could say it as cats a in the cradle with the silver spoon. Cats, cats, cats! Anyone who doesn't love cats is a soulless monster. I can say that. Cats, do they love us? Yes. Are you sure? Absolutely. My. But they're fierce, carnivorous, self-centered beasts. Yes. Well, not my new kitten. She is very, very sweet. She's more like a dog. She carries her little ball around. She carries a, a lot of her ki- toys oh, yeah. around. And How around. old is that new kitten? Oh, she was, she and I have like the same birthday-ish in the beginning of October. So she's October, November, December, January, almost five months old. How many cats do you have now? Three? Two. Two. No more than two cats. I live in a 400 square foot apartment. Too many, too much. You 400 square feet? Very small. Studio. It's a studio in the TL, but the... How many, how many hexagonal feet is that? I don't know what that means. How many rhombus feet is that? How many? <laughs> I know what a rhombus is, but um, there's a there's a closet that's big enough I can put my bed in it, so I pretend it's a one bedroom, but it's <laughs> like upright. No, like it's oh, a bed. I have a bed on the ground, like a you know a little box. I don't have it on like a 
on a, it's just a box spring on the ground with a mattress on what it. What does your apartment like look like? Like, can you describe your apartment for me? I have a, uh, all the walls are covered with art. There isn't a very many spaces. You hate don't. blank wall space. No, I just have a lot of artwork from friends. I even have a lot of stuff I don't have up. Uh, my little kitcheny alcove. I mean, it's just it's a lot of art, and you know, fancy pieces of framed paper that say I'm smart or whatever. Those are around as well. Wait, what? I have, you know, what's I have a all my fancy piece of paper? Like my my dumb little degrees are all up on the walls. Like birch bark that you've like inscribed with a quill right, pen. Right, that the that the 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 UC regents have given me and <laughs> little pieces of paper with gold stamps and my name written on them and stuff like trophies. that. trophies no just degrees that i leave i leave fancy pieces oh of degrees paper. from right masters right they're just pieces of paper that make me feel pretentious uh those are around there's a picture of there's a the bacon picture and then there's a picture that jordan sermonera did that i bought from him of a pig you have any wisemans in there i have a lot of wisemans i have a bunch of wisemans yeah a bunch i've got fuck you russia and i've got one of his original pieces on a, on a, um, I've got like a bunch of Wiseman's and I have a bunch of Amos Cruz's. I have a lot of art in the little space. And, um, yeah, I've got a sofa. I don't have a TV. There's cats. It's just a little, it's just rooms. It's just where I hang out and cook things, read books. Do you have a couch? Yes. That folds out into a blow up mattress little thingy. So that a people blow can up, spend. a fold up, a, f a blow up couch, a blow up mattress when you unfold the couch. I used to. I've work. never seen that. I've only seen futons that like have. No, it's like a leather. Them. It's like a little leather sofa, and then you pull it out, and then you go, and then it's a bed, so that I can have friends sleep over that come from. Have you ever had an orgy in your apartment? No, not in this apartment. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my clown, my clown orgy story? Yes. Okay. So, um, it was. Oh, please! Uh, it was. I met a bunch of people at Burning Man in 2007, and I moved to San Francisco, uh, kind of because I was. I had just divorced my husband, and there were all these things. I had to leave San Diego, and I I went to Burning Man, and I met all these people, and they were like, "You should come live here," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna live here." So it was Burning Man time, but 2008, and the group of people that were like- Pam's cool as fuck. Oh, and people were like, we're not going to Burning Man this year. Instead, we're going somewhere else. And then one of my buddies, Jeff, was like, he called me and he goes, hey, Pam, do you want to come with us? I can't tell you where we're going, but I can tell you you need a towel and a bathing suit, and you figure out other than that what you want to bring. We're going to Alaska, folks. So, <laughs> So he picks me up. He picks me up at my house with another person, and I'm like, "What's going on?" He goes, "You're the rogue agent. Like, there's six, 16 people going. Some are couples. Some aren't. There's two houseboats. You're the 17th. You're that we always invite a rogue agent, and we never know who it's going to be until the night before. And you got chosen. And I'm like, "Okay, this is great." So I get in their car, and we're driving around, and I find out we're going to the Sacramento Delta, and. We're getting on these houseboats, and they didn't make me pay any money or anything. We got on these two houseboats, and we sail out, you know, on the Delta. And I'm, no one, there's one other girl who smokes weed, and I brought, I brought tons of weed. But it turns out that these people are all GHB people. 
And so they're like, if we do GHB, you can't drink for this many hours. And they're very, very and you crazy can't smoke about on GHB either? No, you can, but um, that wasn't a problem. But they all just weren't pot smokers, just me and this one girl. And we were just Did they evolve from that? Like, they whenever someone's not a pot smoker and they do way other shit, like, did they at one point smoke weed and now they don't do it anymore? All I know is that me and this one girl were, like, constantly out on this one part of the patio. Because well, we were on these houseboats. It was so fun. Anyways. And we were, well, we were just constantly smoking and we were having a great time. And there was tons of beer and there was tons of alcohol, but no one was drinking. I was drinking because I didn't do GHB that first night. But they invite you to do it? The second night, yes. And that's when the orgy happened. <laughs> so um, I'm the rogue agent. The first night, it turns out they all love karaoke too, but they're also like these clown, porn clowns. And so they all dress up and they've got horns and they have balloon animals and they're hopping around and they're like, there's filming things and it's totally crazy and there's lots of filming weird things? did you sign yeah. did you sign a waiver i wasn't in any of that um with any of the clowns, but i was i was very intrigued and i was having fun but the first night i was more just drunk and then the second night they're like really 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 you shouldn't drink we really think that you should take ghb with all of us it's gonna be great well i didn't know that they all had this sort of orgy planned had no idea and the ghb that, is also like roofies right ghb is yeah it's like so it's this they put it in an ACT bottle. Remember ACT, that stuff you use on your teeth and you squeeze yeah. it and it comes. Okay, yeah. so they that's the right amount to take. So a they capful. So yeah. they squeeze it into the thing and then they pour it out and that's the amount. And so one little capful like that is like drinking six beers and it comes at you, boom. Mm -hmm. It's like six beers all of a sudden. And you can be like, you're, and it also makes you feel, I mean, I, I got pretty... I had I had no problem with the you orgy. You feed yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it turns out that people on my boat, it was like one couple that was totally about being involved with everybody, and they were both really really gorgeous. And then it was this other guy, and he was with his wife, but they weren't. They were kind of both interested in other people. And then there was my buddy who had his Florida going off girlfriend, and then I'm this rogue seventh, or I'm this person. So there's Bob and Carol and Alice and Ted and you. And there was another person, Remember that movie? and then there was another guy, who was like another sort of rogue agent kind of thing. But I, I, they were very clear. They're like, they're like, well, let's, you know, you can be tell us what you, we can and can't do. And we all were very honest with. I, I did enjoy. They had this flogger thing. I liked that very much. But, um, because it was, anyways, it was a really interesting night, and I sort of made a deal. I was like, I can do whatever I want with my hands, but no one can put anything inside me without my express like consent and permission and i didn't let anybody do that because i didn't want to like I but what ended up happening Seems like a double standard this is what ended up happening is that i had never come from oral sex because my ex-husband was black and it was just not something that we did or he did and it just never happened and so i'd never i'd never come from oral sex and the girl went down on me and i came so fast i was like holy fuck is that what it's about wow and it was a girl, and I was like, "Damn, okay, now I get it." Did you think about your sexuality, where you're like, "No, I was like, because no one's ever done that." Just from like a, a logic standpoint, like if I only fucked girls from now on, I would come a lot more. Well, but like I know I, I like guys, but I also like coming. Like, do I like coming or do I like guys? Like, which one do I like more? And then you could do it all on paper. You can make a spreadsheet. I'm not that analytical. Pros and cons. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I mean, I li I like girls, but I don't think that I ever could be in like a relationship with a girl i mean i guess i don't know i have sexuality's fluid i'm kind of queer i guess i don't know but i don't i don't like I'm, if if i'm anything i'm a gay guy trapped in a woman's body so i kind of lucked out because i i i 
fucking love hot dudes. I love guys. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you love hot guys uh, almost as much as like a, like a gay guy. A gay guy. Like, like almost know, as like, much as a gay guy. Almost. Yeah. So I think that it's it's no that's no problem. I I mean I have my I wish I was a boy. How are you rolling? I rolled a I rolled a joint last night and I the whole time I was rolling I was like I'm not as good at this as Sam is. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking good at it this. Took me, it took me a while. It took me a while. It was fun last night. There were the people you, stayed. Oh, what'd you do? Ireland's 32. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here and then and then there, and it was um. I had a really good set, and those I have, were, those were the two mics last night. Yeah. Here and there. And I had five five new jokes. Five new jokes. Yep, yep. I wrote I wrote more new jokes, oh, and yeah, they worked. Yeah. yeah, so good for me. Good for you, Pam. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yay, yay, yay! <laughs> Don't make fun of me. So Billie Holiday's playing in the background because she she performed once at Wazima. But That's it wasn't called... Insane. It wasn't called Wazima back then. It's just the same building. It's just the same club uh, but building space. It was the same stage. Same stage, same place. Hey, man, that's cool as hell. Yeah. The one, the one day that I came up to the city and tripped acid by myself and rode my bike around, I listened to exclusively Billie Holiday and mm. just weaved through traffic on my bicycle. That's very dangerous. Very dangerous. And Billie Holiday is not really something that you like put on while you're weaving through traffic. No. Uh, yeah, unless you're on acid, and then then it works just. Then fine. it works just fine. Yeah. Um, that I was my stage voice. When I was in Amsterdam once, we took a lot of shrooms and rode bikes, and we called it Tour de France. And we're like, we're going so fast, yeah. but we were really going slow. Uh, and it was very dangerous, and I'll never ride a bike in Amsterdam again. Really? Yeah, I will. That's just one walk. of the safest cities to ride a bike. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's all the little cobblestone streets. That fly came from me, and then it went to you. Oh yeah. I think. Fuck that fly. Yeah. Little guy, he's just chilling. Um, we should put on another silly song so I can... Ooh. A silly song? Sure. Oh, Nickel Bags by Digitable Planets. Oh, I love Diggable Planets. Yeah. I can never say it. Digible, digible, digible? I saw Diggable Planets in... Is it diggable or digitable? I think it's Diggable Planets. No, it's a digitable. It's diggable? I saw them live... There's a T in there. I saw them live in 93 at... There was, it was before they were big. A nickel bag of fun. They were at, um, in, I went to UC San Diego for undergrad, and um, they played in the pub, and it was crazy because it's this little tiny area, and it was like, we're seeing Diggable Planets, and then they kind of got really famous. We saw, I saw Beck there too Whoa. in like 94, and then he actually played later at one of our sun gods. Later. Anyways, it was, I saw Diggable Planets. It was, I thought they were great. I always thought they were great. I, it is definitely Diggable Planets. <laughs> Boy. You know, you know nickel bags though. Yeah, a nickel, a nickel bag. Yeah, I know exactly. My cousins, I showed that song to all my younger cousins. There's on that. Like, Sam, play the funky song. Play the funky song, Sam. On the um, on the album itself, there's an amazing song about abortion, which is like fucking incredible. And um, oh, yeah, they're one of the lines of Suter and Thomas have there. Oh, you have to yeah, say so you remind me of my abortion or something yeah. to that degree tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have abortions older than you. Mm-hmm. I know. And then I could be like, Pam, Pam uh, I think you <laughs> might be my mom. Someone's looking in the door right now. Oh? Got wired earphones in. No, might be homeless. maybe he's listening. Here we go. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt That'd be really it. funny. Hey, uh, if you're listening yeah. live to us, open the door and come in. 
If you're not listening live to us, show us your butthole. <laughs> no. I don't want to see anybody's butthole. Well, he wouldn't show it to us because he wouldn't be listening. <laughs> he wouldn't be listening because, dang it. Trying to put things together. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Here we go. Play the funky song, Sam. Your little cousins. Yeah. They're all like adults, which I don't know why I'm using that voice. In the corners of New York, the ghetto, the meadow, the Mr. Butterflu, the honeybugs dug and licked the honeydew, the sun, the kiss, the funk for a bliss, the lips with the soul and some jazz for your hips, the puff, the buzz, the lids be heavy slick, the mecca get a rush when the beats be very thick, the hands, the feet, the brown baby treat, the femmes fumble loose and drink the doodle juice, the step, the flams, the planets got damp, the peoples get a grip with the tape from a jam, a nickel back of funk, a nickel back a nickel bag of funk, 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 the big, the fat, the cool, cool cats, the psychedelic soul puts the planets on the map, the chic, the love, the far out name, the lack of the funk's the main, why we came, the boogie gets done, the colors won't run, the funk hits the square, the kids gotta come, the pizza with the pop, the west fourth stop, the crew after crew that do the grasshopper. So I'm 19 years old and I'm a male. I'm sorry, <laughs> this, this Sam's rude. Uh, I was thinking last night, I was talking with Nate, and um, I was thinking that it would be, I don't know who the third character would be. We should have had Nate call in. 
Yeah, yes. actually, that wouldn't have been a late? bad idea. I mean, yeah, you can have me call in the service line. Uh, I have to remember. This is the abortion song. I can't remember. Let me put that on. Um, Pen, it's abortion song. But I was thinking, oh, there it is. I was thinking that you and him as characters are very funny, and there should be a sitcom where it's like, like a bike messenger, a bartender, and there's got to be another person. He's like, the Susha character. And I'm like, that's two bartenders. That's too many bartenders. It's got to be like something else. You, you could be the third character. No. Were you just waiting for me to say that? No. No, you're, you're the perfect foil, be. man. The old lady. The two young guys and the old lady. Old lady who runs a uh, radio station. <laughs> I was thinking it would be like a, a very San Francisco kind of like Netflixy thing. Like, you know, the... Two young guys trying to make it. And then Jack. Jack. Jack is in it, too. <laughs> and then and then Jack. Jack's yeah. like, that's not okay. You that's can't say okay. that. You can't you say can't, that. You can't do that. You can't be like that. With okay. Yeah. He's he's dad. That's what that's what uh, Nate called him in the beginning when he was, he was like, I'm just going to call you dad. dad. Yeah. Okay, so this is the abortion song. It's called. Well, you know, we called him the professor. Called the the professor. professor. That works. Yeah. This is La Femme Fetal because it's about. La Femme but it's fetal because it's specifically about abortion. It was 8.49 on a beautiful ninth day of July. There was not a cloud to speak of, so the orange sun hung lonely in the sky. I lay prone in my cabbie home, thinking of fine nappy Jackie and his jazz cat's horn, sliding in a tape of bird on bird when suddenly rang my phone. Hey, butterfly, the voice said, slip on some duds, comb out your fro, and slide on down to my pad. The vibe here is very pleasant, and I truly request your presence. A problem of great magnitude has arose, and as we speak, it grows. Damn, what could it be, I thought, a juice I bought, and rolled on down to her spot. Seeing bros I know, slapping fives, I arrived and pressed G5. And there was Nikki, looking some kind of sad, with tears falling from her eyes. She sat me down and dug my frown and began to run it down. You remember my boyfriend said that fly kid who I love? Well, our love was often a verb, and spontaneity has brought a third. But due to our youth and economic state, we wish to terminate. About this we don't feel great, but baby, that's how it is. But the feds have dissed me, they ignored and dismissed me. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Now that's hate. So needless to say, we're in a mental state of debate. Hey, beautiful bird, I said, digging her somber mood. The fascists are some heavy dudes. They don't really give a damn about life. They just don't want a woman to control her body or have the right to choose. But baby, that ain't nothing. They just want a male finger on the button. Because if you say war, they will send them to die by the score. Aborting missions should be your volition. But if Suda and Thomas have their way, you'll be standing in line unable to get welfare while they'll be out hunting and fishing. It has always been around. It will always have a niche. But they'll make it a privilege, not a right, accessible only to the rich. Hey, pro-lifers need to dig themselves because life don't stop after birth. And for a child born to the unprepared, it might even just get worse. The situation would surely change if they were to find themselves in it. Supporters of the H-bomb and firebombing clinics. What type of shit is that? Orwellian, in fact. If Roe v. Wade was overturned, 
Would not the desire remain intact, leaving young girls to risk their health. Doctors to watch and watch as they kill themselves. Now, I hate to sound macabre, but hey, isn't it my job to lay it on the masses and get them off their asses to fight against these fascists? So, whatever you decide, make that move with pride. Sid will be there and so will I. An insect till I die. Rhythms and sounds spinning around. Confrontations across the nation. Your block, my block, dreadlocks. What a shock. Land of the free, but not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. Goodbye, Mutiny Radio. Square, it's Tuesday, it's six o'clock. It's um it's a little thing that uh that I try to bring to uh a couple of folks and um it's good that you can be here. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been here Hey, this week on Bug House Square, well, I just, I got, um, I'm all over the road. I'm all over the road on this one. I, I, I'm, I have good records and I've got a lot of contributors. So it's going to be, uh, I'm, you know, I can't say guarantee. A lot of people throw that out there. Guarantee means nothing. I will do my best. And uh, I guarantee it's going to be a good show. Sleeping just as still as a mouse. Man come along and he chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. 
killed him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man. Does a vigilante man? Why does a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the
Got some fine wine in the freezer, mama, I know what you like. I've got some drama coke in the stereo, baby, oh, I know you're gonna feel alright. I've got some fine wine in the freezer, mama, I know what you like. I've got some drama coke in the stereo, baby, make it feel alright. Thank you. 
into the room with your pencil in your hand. You see somebody naked in you. You say, who is that man? You try so hard, but you don't understand just what you will say when you get home. Because something is happening here, but you don't know what it is. your head and you ask is this where it is and somebody points to you and says it's his and you say what's mine and somebody else says well what is and you say oh my god am I here all alone but something is happening and you don't know what it is ticket and you go watch the geek who immediately walks up to you when he hears you speak and says how does it feel to be such a freak and you say impossible as he hands you a bone and something is happening here but you don't know what it is
one-eyed midget shouting the word now and you say for what reason and he says how and you say what does this mean and he screams back you're a cow give me some milk or else go home and you know something's happening but you don't know Now it's your time, time to pay. 
Now I've been happy lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world at one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of dawn's There rides a peace train Oh, peace train, take this country Come take me home again I've been smiling lately Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, peace train sounding louder
brothers uh one way out man there's just uh really there's just one way out um it's bug out square it's muni radio it's not just a uh radio station it's a place um it's a place it's here it's right here in san francisco 21st in, in in florida in a beautiful mission where it's always flattened Sometimes sunny, 
we're um, uh, it's uh, it's a rough it's been a rough week uh, for the state. It's been a rough week for uh, for everyone. It's been rougher for some for a lot. Uh, we've had some tremendous fires and tremendous smoke, and that's um, <clears throat> you know there. People die every day and get killed every day in horrible ways, and you hear about it. And um, but it's like with this fire, man. It's like people, a lot of people have died, and um, there's a lot of smoke around for a long time to remind you of uh, how horrible it was. And you know, all these accounts are coming out now, and it was just it's horrible. So spare a thought for um, people who've perished in fire. You know, I mean, it's got to be just like. Uh, yeah. Hey, just, you know, just trying to like, uh, boost your, uh, 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 I'm sorry, but that's the way it is here. Um, again, this is uh bug house square. It's a, uh, two hour thing. Um, you can come in, you got something to say, you got something to play. I always got mic set up, got a little spotlight on the stage here. Who knows? You might be in town 20 for some flu. What? It's Tuesday, 615. Let's make our way down to 21st in Florida in the beautiful mission and go to uh, Mutiny Radio. Um, yeah, we're always looking for money. So if you come through the website, um, we're not super begging for money. But if there is a donate button for like a couple bucks, that's good because we're, we're like right. We're always right there. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a smoky week. I mean, I did a fire show last week. And that's when everything was burning. And then it got so bad, like everywhere else where the smoke just like came in and settled in. And it was just some freak, like scary. Like it was just like you were in a, uh, a steam room, right? That kind of environment, but it wasn't steam. It was like, like smoke and fog and there was no, uh, wind or anything so you get like this claustrophobic feel so everybody's like running <laughs> trying to find like filters and masks and all kinds of things so um yeah it, it was uh it's pretty apocalyptical even some kids i came up where i work and they were like parked and they came out specifically to check out the um sunset into the into the just horrible air it was very otherworldly um yeah let me grab these records i'll tell you what we we uh, just experienced that was a long set that was an hour i was like into it like half hour i'm like uh you know i'm just this is uh that that's gonna be a good listen hold on man i'm not hurting it's crazy i didn't work i couldn't work because i work outside and i think from uh uh, I think I work like maybe Tuesday, then I work Wednesday at another place, like inside. But uh, Thursday, I we were gonna go camping and we didn't. We just um, <laughs> did we do with the kid. Uh, I forget. Maybe he had school. I think he had. School. Anyway, um, he was fine. <laughs> and then um, we drove down the coast to find try to find some air you know it's like god does that sound like pretentious we drove down the coast yeah but it was in just like a beat-up car and we're um eh, it wasn't that beat-up car it was a nice uh actually it's <laughs> it's a nice vehicle 
Um, it's not like great, but uh, and we drove down and we got maybe you had to go about I don't know, it was about maybe sixty miles south of the city, and there was this one spot because they have maps, so you can go on and see. It's like oh, this is purple, and uh, you know, uh, we found a little spot of yellow, which was like not quite green, but yellow was very you know acceptable. And we got down to this place and had a uh, drink of beer and uh, went down <laughs> and breathed for a while. And Terrell came back into like a fucking wall of uh, nastiness. Yeah. But um, my kid and they, they worked up some air filters. So we got these uh, box fans with HEPA filters taped to them, uh, cranking out in, uh, in our living space. And hopefully helping us with the particulates um as for me <laughs> i worked monday yesterday and today out in it but i wore a respirator all day it's been uh rough all right um god that was a great set what did we uh, that was almond brothers uh one way out um i think that was that was off uh eat a peach and i believe Dwayne almond was on there that was kind of i think just kind of cast offs from the live at the Fillmore, maybe um but that was after he was uh post uh mortem is that, is that what they say uh before that cat stevens who's still around um peace train just a awesome tune cat stevens uh he's uh he's not cat stevens anymore but he's he's uh he's a nice man i just don't know his name um Flying to Family Stone, everyday people. Uh, yeah, so that was part of the whole, like, I don't know, with the, the track, the thing that was going. But it's always circling around, like, let's uh, give each other a hand and let's be decent to one another. Isn't that, like, a good spot to be in when you can do that? Um, Laura Nero. Nero? I've been getting into her lately. Um, that was, uh, bitter something, bittersweetness, but Laura Nero, she's, uh, she wrote some good tunes back to you before that, uh, PJ Harvey, Dear Darkness, before that, Bob Dylan, uh, Ballad of a Thin Man, uh, <laughs> Talking Heads, Damn That Television, uh, Found a Job is that one. Uh, Interstellar Overdrive off uh, Floyd's first record, Pink Floyd. Uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers off the Natty Dread uh, record, uh, Lively Up Yourself. That's a great tune. That's just like, to me, that that's one of those, that that is like so reggae to me. You know, when I listen to that, it's like, it's like this came out from a fucking asteroid or something. It's so like different. It's beautiful. Uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers. That was great. Dream Syndicate. Medicine Show was the record. And we did John Coltrane Blues. I'm going uh, to do that song revised for the, uh, the Me Too movement. Uh, Patti LaBelle. We opened up with uh, funky music. Uh, thank you, uh, Barbara, for that. She gave me, I believe she gave me this record. A Real Soul Sister. Thank you. Um, Segment we do here on uh, Bughouse Square. Well, let me set these down. Ugh. 
is a segment called Rise from the Basement, because it's no lie in the basement we're miles apart. No surprise, but Rise from the Basement. And what it is, it's uh, home recordists. Uh, any style, any genre, just has to be recorded where you live, in your house, in your home, uh, where you sleep. Doesn't, um, you know. So these are people who just make songs for the joy. Or, you know, no, it's not just that. It's people who make songs for the joy, but people who really want to um, uh, make a livelihood out of it and uh, take it very seriously. Some take it very lightly and some take it in between. Um, this is Big Dalton. Hold on. <laughs> I talked this thing out. Uh, I like Big Dalton. Um, I'm not sure exactly why, because I think the last song, we, the, the previous song that we played of them, I think we played one like a minute long but it, it made an impression upon me big dalton out of baltimore um let's see we've been kind of corresponding a bit um uh thanks for the dope thing send over some more music yeah that was me <laughs> that's what i wrote uh got some more new vibes this is what uh b dalton this song is called plotting p-l-o-t-t-i-n-g uh <clears throat> big dalton i don't know uh i don't know you just have to like google search him right i don't know where this this is uh he sent me a uh, a file um hold on let me turn this up and i'm touching that i hope this thing works i think his previous one did was very nice i kind of like these things when they all right it's a thing um wait a minute wait a minute no it i'm gonna touch it Man, it was weird. This is a weird. I've never seen this symbol before. It's a, it's a triangle, kind of with a point going a little bit off, ninety degrees, maybe about seventy degrees, and then there's a line through it. Um, what is that? Oh no! All right, it says loading. So this is the this is the thing when when um. When I ask people for this, it's that's why I like links because it's like there and it's ready to go. Sometimes if they send me like files, then I got to download them and it's like, ugh, not working. Um, hold on, Big Dalton. Let's try this one more time. I'm going to touch on it. Comes there. Uh, I'm, man, that's... Uh, I'm not digging that. So let's let. All right. I, I'm sorry, big. Well, I'm going to go back and see what, what he, the original thing he sent me. It seemed to work. So I don't know why this particular one isn't working. And the, all right, this is the one we played before, but sorry. Drop my head, he's full of like we throw. I'm talking gold. 
Yeah, it's uh, Six Days on the Road. Is that, is that the proper name of that one? Um, six Days on the Road. That's uh, the Land Rovers off the uh, Truck Driving Son of Gun record <laughs> and other songs of the road. That was one that I bought um, strictly by its cover. It's very nice. It's a uh, total, I would say, early 70s shot of just like a dude like hanging off the side of his rig at a, at a gas station. Not one of these interstate gas stations. Oh no, this is uh, this is off the 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 main road kind of uh, Truck City restaurant. Uh, just to give you an idea, gas was like around uh, twenty nine cents a gallon, so whatever that was. Uh, that's good. Uh, we're going back to the basement. This is soulful. This is soulful Solomon. You dig this? Soul soulful as in you know full of soul. And Solomon, as in uh, the skis. Um, let's see. Soulful Solomon, Ambitious Delusions is the name. I believe that's the name of the song. And wait, there's a little word uh, here about uh, Soulful. Soulful Solomon is an extremely passionate artist, musician, producer, and student of music, performance, and music. All right. Well, music is important. And... Um, uh, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, we're, we're, we can't switch pages right now. We're going to do this ambitious delusions. If you dig this, this is so full Solomon. I uh, got that turned up. I'm touching this. Uh, you can see it on Bandcamp. Soulful so Solomon. Solomon. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. I woke up, a firecracker with no fuse Feeling out of place, tired, dazed and confused Hangovers linger from the cigarettes and booze But it's still healthier than watching the news Every election, despite the winner we lose Can't call it a choice if you make the people choose Can't see the damage done unless it leaves a bruise Just admit it, but lost without a clue Caught up in a story with no conclusion We just embrace the illusion it's not what's known as what's proven I guess none of us know what we're doing Chasing ambitious delusions 